What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kikin with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the day's topic is. So today, I have with me one of my friends, Karma, we go way back and we have her husband D with us. So y'all want to go ahead and say what's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I'm Demisla Patrick, a.k.a. D. And I am, used to be Karma, now I'm Masa Patrick. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, with the military, we get so used to our military names. You know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, me and Masa were airmen <laughs> together, so I'm used to calling her by her last name, but her last name now is Patrick, so, you know, we got the introductions out of the way. Let's go ahead and get into the Drink with Coco. So, this week's Drink with Coco is a Long Island iced tea, and normally those are made with a dash of Coke, but D likes his with a dash of pineapple, so we definitely going to have to try that out, guys. Um, I like Long Island iced teas, and personally, I've been drinking them a lot lately, um, just because for whatever reason, I haven't wanted to have a lot of sweet drinks lately. So it's just like, I think that's a good mixture of, you know, some strong with a, a slight hint of, you know, tame it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what, um, what is it that y'all like about the Long Island? I just like it because, so I don't like sweet drinks at all, mm -hmm. but I also don't like, uh, I don't drink soda. <laughs> so in order for me to get still get a decent taste out of it. That's why I go with the dash of pineapple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my son. Long Island can get a little strong sometimes. So I think that little hint of sweet, I like sweet. So yeah. anything sugary and fruity, but that can give you a little kick, mm -hmm. I'm for it. <laughs> and I mean, if you add enough of whatever you're going to mix it with, either it's the pineapple juice or the yeah. coke, I think you can put as much into it as you want or as less of it as you like. So yeah. yeah she's I'm more of the less. She's more of the, <laughs> the more. The more. <laughs> yeah. She's a lightweight. I'm a lightweight. That's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So now that we got the drink going, you know, so y'all try it out. If y'all try this drink out, hashtag Kiki and with Coco and hashtag drink with Coco. And now we're going to get into the word on the street. So as of late, there have been a lot of different places talking about, you know, people should have mental breaks. And so one of the companies that is now allowing their uh, employees to get a paid week off for mental health is Nike Corporate. And I think that's super dope. I know the state of Illinois just authorized kids to have five mental health days a year and I'm like the military need to get with it because your girl is tired <laughs> so what are um 
what are y'all thoughts on, you know, companies allowing their people to get paid mental health days? I think it's, I think it's nice, right? So we're in a time now where everybody has went towards the saying how much they actually care about mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's actually refreshing to see a company as big as Nike actually put their money where their mouth is and actually do that. So hopefully you'll see the smaller companies and other big companies fall in line as well. Because usually when you see something this good, it's a company with no name that no, not many people know about that are actually doing it. Right. I like it. I like it too. I think it's a great thing. But I think what people forget is companies have been trying to push this whole mental health thing. Like it's been years in the making. I just think a lot of people don't know about it and they don't utilize it as much as they should. Most companies, every company I've ever worked for, offers six mental health um, checks with an actual therapist or something that they pay for. And if you're married or would have a spouse, it's 12. So I think a lot of people should consider doing that, even with the mental health days of just having a break. Mm-hmm. Utilize that time to actually get yourself together. Like, don't just use it as a day to just stay home, relax, and chill, which is something, I mean, we all need a little bit of self-care, but it should be used accordingly to actually help us break cycles and change generational curses and fix ourselves, you know? Right. I, I definitely agree with that. I think now is probably the best time for people to take that opportunity and, you know, try and start a business or break those general generational curses, as you mentioned, um, just because, you know, none of us was born with a silver spoon. A majority of us were not born with a silver spoon in our mouths, you know, so I think it's important to try and take whatever time you can get off from your regular job besides just your self-care to also try and focus on starting a business or a passion project. It don't even have to be a business, but something that you're passionate about. Exactly. Especially because, you know, these companies will use you. Yes. They will use all of you and then replace you as soon as they can, as soon as they need to. So Mm -hmm. if they are offering these things and these um, incentives, take advantage of them. Don't sit at work all day and say, oh, well, I got to get this work done. I got to get this. Uh, No, you need to take care of yourself, too. All of you, every aspect of who you are. I'm just glad we're at a point in our communities um, where we can actually talk about mental health and talk about actually fixing things. And it's just not taboo anymore because we're not long from removed from where saying mental health in any usually black community. It would almost get you cut off. It's like people will stop talking to you when you address that they need to go see somebody. Or you need to go to church and pray about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And not even just in the black community, even like us being military, you know? Yeah. That's a no-no. Yeah. Like you lose your job, you lose deployments, you lose money for talking about stuff like that. So definitely to actually be able to discuss those things and try to figure out ways to fix it, it's like amazing. Definitely. I, I agree. And I definitely, like you all said, hope that more companies will see this as a benefit versus a hindrance to their employees. Because I feel like, you know, if your employees are happy, you'll get more productivity out of them. And, you know, you'll can you'll keep people, you'll have a higher retention rate um, yes. with your employees with giving them those type of incentives. So I am totally in agreement on the benefits of having mental health days. 
And, you know, something I think is kind of funny, just moving on to another topic, is I saw this on Instagram, but it said a couple sent invoices to their guests who didn't attend (laughs) the wedding. And I thought it was funny because I know weddings are pretty expensive. And when I first read it, I was like, that's so tacky. But then in the same token, when you think about how much people spend um, on weddings, and then I guess they ask you maybe like a week or in this instance, I think they ask the couple asked people to confirm like maybe a week or two prior and people were saying, yeah, I'll be there and didn't show up. So, you know, they ended up paying for those seats that didn't have anybody there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, first of all, I think it's petty, right? So, and and I think it's petty, but I mean, I'm always down with petty when it's actually, uh, I guess it's deserving. Good reason. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's a good reason for them to be petty. So, weddings, especially now, these weddings are super expensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one thing to be able to say that, like, oh, they should be ready to eat the cost if they know they're uh, preparing a wedding. But on the other hand, if the people who really care about you are coming to the wedding and they RSVP, they should have no problem paying for paying for that seat that they weren't able to fill up. I feel like when you plan your wedding, you have a contingency budget for things like this. If you couldn't afford the head, I'm sorry, you should have went to the courthouse. Like we we need to be smarter with our money and not feel like we have to keep up with what everybody else is doing. And I think that's what a lot of people do when it comes to weddings. They be so focused on the wedding that they kind of forget that they have a full marriage that's coming. Like you right. have things that are gonna that are gonna be more important than just that one day. And I and I think that's where my stance is on that. I think that's really tacky i think it's it's a no to me my thing <laughs> what's what's planned like out better than actually when somebody misses the wedding that they have an invoice coming to, they should start a business <laughs> i'm just saying that was what you call foresight right there <laughs> no but you know there's people like that really want to be at your wedding and I, I mean we've been in a situation like that where we wanted to go to a wedding and down to the minute we thought we were going and like we just couldn't make it and I mean I, of course if you send me an invoice I would have been willing to pay for it but with that being said I like there's times where you really cannot be there yeah. and I do understand that some people just RSVP for the sake of RSVP but I think you should kind of just take the L and keep it moving so my thoughts are I feel like say now emergencies come up and situations come up where you know at the last minute it was like dang I thought I was gonna be able to make it but I can't like in those extenuating circumstances, like if you reached out and been like, I'm so sorry, I wasn't able to make it, you know, X, Y, Z, I wouldn't send you an invoice. But if you, if I sent you another RSVP a week or, pri- or two prior, and you were still saying like, yeah, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it. And then you don't hit me up to be like, yeah, unfortunately, I can't make it. Then I'm gonna hit you with that invoice because... Hey, I'm, and I'm and that's saying. where, in my opinion, that's where it comes down to. Don't invite people that you know. You know the people that will be with you. And I feel like a lot of times when it comes to creating um, wedding invitations and who's coming, we just start putting random people on that list. 
And a lot of times those people are not going to be there for you in your marriage. I feel like if people focus more on who is going to actually be there for me when times get hard, when I'm married and I need to call on somebody, uh, your list will be a lot shorter than your homegirl that you met at the grocery store that you just be like, oh, girl, I'm getting mad. Oh, yeah, I would love to be there. Like, get all those people off your list and you will not need an invoice. Now, I am down for that reason right there. Like, you know, just like I don't want like a huge, like super big wedding inviting everybody I know. Like my thing is I want people that are going to be at my wedding, like you said, that are going to be like people I, I know I can call on and depend on throughout the rest of my life, you know, and not just this one day. So I definitely think if you can... Keep it at that versus being like, well, I got to invite my whole family. I'm sorry. Just because we family don't mean you invited. No, because you probably don't even remember that. The the flip side is that is how many people y'all plan on having at y'all wedding? Five? Maybe it's just you. Like, total 50 people. (laughs) Maybe it should be five or six. And then you ain't got to worry about an invoice. Yeah. I think 50 people is an adequate number. Yes. You know, um, close family and friends, you know, because to me, that's all who need to be there. It ain't everybody in your family. Yeah. And people, sometimes you get down to the auntie that used to raise you when you was two years old. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you talked to this person? Yeah. And when will you ever speak to them again after this day? Facts. That's how people started crashing with it. So you have to find yeah. that. You have to find the balance. But I, you know, I'm African. You will have a couple crashes. People <laughs> will show up ready, dressed like they was invited. You know what? I went to a um, a Ghanaian wedding in 2019, and this was my friends' friends family's wedding (laughs) and they was like you know we got a group of people I want them to see it and they was like yeah we can come but I pretty much feel like we crashed that wedding because we didn't (laughs) the reception party (laughs) (laughs) but we we did not stay for the reception so I don't know if they include us in the head count that's not a balance because normally African people they won't show up for the wedding it'll be like 50 people at the wedding and 500 at the reception (laughs) But it was. I feel like we should have stayed for the reception. They had like the little cocktail hour, so that was cute. They had the outfit change, and I was like, "We don't stay for all this. Why we ain't staying for the food?" Exactly. You might as well stay for the food because the food is gonna be probably the best part. Right. <laughs> it was. It was definitely a good wedding, but you know, me personally, I feel like. Would I invite all those people with the possibility of a number of people not making it that RSVP? I probably would not. But if I did have like this super huge wedding and say like a crazy amount of people didn't come, oh, y'all getting invoices. But I think that is a great segue into the hot cup of cocoa. So in this week's hot cup of cocoa, we kind of on the topic of marriage already. And I think in today's society, we are 
like the woman is definitely independent, can take care of herself. But as of late, there have been so many conversations about, you know, being a housewife, letting your man pay all the bills or the woman being the breadwinner or allowing, um, you know, or allowing the man to ask or you asking the man, the woman asking the man to marry, get married and things like that. And so the topic is, should we as women allow men to ask us to be married or should women be asking men to marry them? So what do y'all think women should do? Do you think oh, they should let the man ask or? <laughs> I would rather jump in front of a car and die <laughs> to ask a man to marry me. Like, what? No, that's an absolute no-no for me. I just think it's insane when I see it. I think it's almost like one of those things women do when they get to a point that they feel like it's almost like an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they have made it clear that that's what their desires are. The man has made it very clear that that is not his intention anytime soon, or he's leading her on and feeling like she will get it eventually. If she keeps, you know, she keeps checking these boxes, she will get it. Right. But when she gets to a point where she's not getting it and, you know, sometimes they have kids, sometimes they don't, and they've been together ample amount of years, then she feels the need to put that put that out there like, okay, well, I'm proposing now. To me, it comes off almost like an ultimatum, more so than a genuine thing that I desire to do. I just, uh-uh, like, no, this is, and, and I have to say this before you answer, it's almost like, oh, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where we as women, we say we want a masculine man, a man that takes care of the home, a man that will treat us good and take care of us. But then you demasculate him by saying, oh, I'm going to propose to you. Like you take away a piece of, in my opinion, a piece of what makes him a man. That's his decision to make. Mm-hmm. And it, it's your choice to accept. I'm not saying that it's a one-sided thing, but it's his decision, first decision to make in your decision whether or not you want to accept, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I think I think they have to ask themselves, like, what am I opening myself up to by by trying to ask a man to marry me? Right. So I, as a man, um, I don't agree with it at all. But I think society has kind of paved the way for this to start happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of things going on. A lot of people are talking about um, everything being 50-50, uh, which we firmly believe there's no such thing as a 50-50 marriage. Mm-hmm. One person is going to give more in some things. The other person is going to give more in others. So as long as you're giving 100%, then both of you, then that's fine. But right. yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. So if a woman has to sit there and propose to a man, nine times out of out of 10, the man had no intentions of actually proposing to her. So right now, it's not even a thing of where it's like she's not really helping herself be with this person for an eternity. Mm-hmm. She's almost creating the inevitable, which it's like he didn't want to be there anyway. Yeah. So me personally, I feel like 
women should allow men to ask them to marry them. Because as Masa said, it's the man's decision. To me, in my mind, when a man asks you, that's him saying, I'm ready for this step, you know, versus the woman giving the man the ultimatum. And it's just like, okay, I got to make a decision right here and now. And you making a decision for today, but not long term. So for me, um, and just from my experience, because when I got married before, he asked me to marry him, but it was literally me egging the conversation on. And it's just like, from that experience, I'm like, I don't want to do that again, because I want him to be for certain that that's what he wants. Yeah. Because I feel like, Six months down the road, a woman could be head over heels and be like, yes, I'm ready for marriage. But that don't mean that the man is ready, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we, we've had this conversation before of like, um, when do like men being ready for marriage versus women being ready for marriage? So um, usually, for, yeah, usually for me, it's like the way I think is I knew once we started dating that I, uh, that I wanted to marry Masa. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand too with guys, some guys who are, are sitting there married and they're still not ready for marriage. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit that like I wasn't ready for marriage when we first got married. I just knew that I wanted to spend my life with it. But I was like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I think, and especially when you get married young, I don't think you necessarily understand the amount of commitment that comes along or responsibility that comes along with being married it's not just oh we just live together we share money it's it's so much more bigger than that it is literally like everything you do moving forward you have to consider someone else like it's 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 a lot yeah and people see the glitz and glamour of it all and don't actually see the depth that comes with marriage and making yourself one the covenant that you make with another person in for us with God you know like being able to depend on someone wholly and saying like okay this is the person that I'm with and you know biblically it says like the you're in the covenant with your spouse and with God and the man God speaks to your husband that leads the home so it's like to actually be able to me who is very type A to actually be able to say, okay, yeah. Okay, you ready to move? We moving? Okay, I guess that's what we're doing then. Like, but knowing that I have a strong leader in my home, I'm okay with that. But if I sat here and I proposed to you, how can I actually say that you are leading this home when I led this whole thing? That that was definitely a a good statement to make is, you know, I do believe that it's God. God is the light of my life. My husband is the the leader of my household and all, you know, all of that. So if a woman is taking that step and asking a man to propose, it's just like. Was God in it? No, God wasn't in that. (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i was saying but what else are you opening yourself up to so now you as a lady that's a guy to marry you um so when he doesn't start taking the lead in other things what are you going to say it's like oh you weren't like this before no he was like that 
he showed you that he was like that when he didn't propose to you when he wanted to. Right. It's like you, marriage comes with, with enough issues as it already is, and that's every single marriage. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start an engagement off on the wrong foot by you feeling like by as a you as a lady feeling that you are at the point where the only way that you're going to marry this person is if you propose. If that's the only way, that shouldn't be a way at all. And there's so many, like, I don't know, I just see so many couples to where, like, the, they've been together all these years, and this man has not chosen to make you his wife. And you and you're you're living life, you know, some people have kids, some people don't, they're just coasting. Mm-hmm. And while this woman is feeling resentful of this situation, but then, you know, as soon as they break up, the next person he's with, three to six months later, he's so head over heels in love and ready to get married. Like, sis, it just wasn't you. It just wasn't it. And that's okay. And I feel like that's the thing. People refuse to just be okay with certain situations mm-hmm. and trying to like almost force it onto someone by saying like, and thinking in their head, well, I'm not about to let him go for the next person to have him since he was never yours. If you got to do all that, he ain't yours. Exactly. Girl, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Like, I, and I, I no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were the class thing you went. Like, it's, it's, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think a great example of and not the whole like they broke up and he got with somebody else. But, you know, Jim Jones and Chrissy from uh, Love and Hip Hop New York, they were they have been together for years and years and years. And she trying to get married and he not. So she didn't ask him to marry him to marry her. And he said, yeah, but guess what? They still ain't married. And, and now what is she doing? She's she's saying they're okay. And maybe to her, they are okay. Or maybe she's just like, I can't force anything anymore, but I don't want to lose this person. And that's fine too. Yeah. But you have to be able to make that decision and decide what's best for you. But one thing I do say is that people need to make their intentions known from the beginning. If your intention is not to ever be in love and, and or not necessarily be in love because marriage ain't all about love but yeah. like be in a marriage and the other person is telling you hey you know within the next couple of years I would like to be married I would like to have kids blah 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 make your intentions known to that person right away that that is not what your desire is so that you're not wasting time and and I am with women listen like don't think you can change somebody's mind down the line or you think you got that good good that will alter the way they feel mm-hmm. no listen with your ears and let their intentions show you mm-hmm. but you I, know, I, hmm, go ahead. We're, I said we're at a time too where people are like oh marriage is just a piece of paper but they don't understand what comes with marriage so if you've been with this person for for a set amount of years depending on where you are you know in some states there's common law marriage or whatnot mm-hmm. but other places so something happens to this person and now you got to fight with his mom, oh, his yeah. family over, hey, this belongs to me. It, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I argue with nobody mama about all this work that I'm putting in. And now you get to choose if my husband is my man on life or death support, life support, whether or not he we're pulling the plug or not. Oh, no. Like, it's a piece of paper, but it's a piece of paper that means a lot. Right. 
Yep, that's so true. Like it's it's a lot that when you are married, you build a life with this person. Like that person cannot make decisions, like financial decisions without the other person signing off on it. And just like you said, in the event that they die or something. They make decisions. Huh? I mean, they shouldn't. Um, but I know like with the, the 401k that the military has, yeah. if they're married, that and you want to take a loan out on it, your spouse has to sign off on it. Yeah, um, in the event that the person unfortunately passes away, you're the person that's responsible for how they get buried. Like, of course, you can communicate with their parent and be like, you know, this is what he want or how you want. Like, y'all can communicate this, work this out together. But when you're not that person's spouse on paper, the family can basically say <laughs> like, good day, Did we handling this, you good. And yeah. it's just like, but y'all wasn't there throughout our day-to-day like I'm the person that made sure he had lunch every day I'm the person that did xyz for this person and now you say I'm like I don't matter how I feel and what I want don't matter and it and they are right it doesn't matter because that's their child you have no connection to them mm-hmm. nobody cares about your 10-year 20-year relationship it does not matter exactly and especially, say you do got a couple coins in the bank. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Girl, <laughs> that money ain't for you. That money for his Can you imagine? Girl, I would be so pissed if something like that happened to me. Like, say, and that's a whole nother thing. Like, you live in this man's house. So something happened to, something happened to him. His mama could be like, you got to go. Yeah. This is now my house. My house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's Can you imagine if she didn't, like, if she already didn't like you? Or even if she did, people's true colors come out when money is when involved, money when power is involved. It's, it gets real different. Yeah. And so, give you a right to go propose to nobody. <laughs> no, <laughs> I definitely think there is more benefits to actually being married than just living with somebody. Yeah. I do feel that for you to be entitled to whatever it is that that man has, that he should make it a point to ask you to marry him, so that you are entitled to those things, and no one else can come and take that away from you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. But I do think that it is that whole conversation about women can do what men do. I think this is what's enabling women to be like, you know what? You're not going to ask. I'm going to propose to you. And I just think we need to lead the conversation back towards, you know, the man is the head of the household. Like, I, I get it. Women have had to be in the point have had to be independent um, because their mothers were single. And so, of course, through their mother's struggle, it's always been, don't depend on no man, always yeah. be able to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think now our generation is starting to rebuild the family structure and, yeah. and teaching this to their own families, which I think is important. Yeah, because this goes all the way back because if you really want to talk about it, it goes all the way back to slavery. It does. 
Black families were broken up. And then after that, it was rebuilt and then broken down again through welfare. Yeah, so, when they realized that Black people was prospering without the government. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, okay, we got to find another way yeah, to, yeah. to separate this. Yes, and what if you're if you have a family of two or a husband and a wife in a family, you can't get assistance through for certain things. You have to prove that you're a single parent. Like so, people are breaking up mm-hmm. purposely with the thought of knowing that they need extra help. And yeah. you know, and now that people have made it like the norm, but it was actually never the norm mm-hmm. for us. Definitely. Yeah, I think that. Um, like it's going to take our generation to, to try and build that family structure to teach kids and show kids what, what the family looks like, what that um, nuclear family looks like, because I feel like it has definitely been diluted and dissected over, over the decades for sure. They've uh, pretty much tried to take the meaning away from what we know as marriage. Mm-hmm. So you even see it, like, even with, um, like, my grandparents, uh, who are older, they were married, and they were married for, like, decades, but then you come to, like, my mom, my mom was never married, mm-hmm. and it, that, like, in that gap, I think people sometimes get stuck in that same gap, and they want to keep that going, but I'm like, it wasn't always like that. Right. And then, you know, people always like, well, you don't know what your grandparents went through to be still married she put up with all this and I'm like but that is marriage and I'm not saying to go and put up with getting beat and all type of stuff you know the bible has things that that say that you can get a divorce for these reasons right you know and they're very clear yeah so but the reasons why older people lasted so long is because they weren't quick to seek instant gratification in situations they worked for what they had and they had the structure and family around them to tell them hey work through it right it wasn't your homegirl that's single telling you girl break up with him let's go to the club like no you you work work (laughs) marriages work when people get people get hung up on uh they get hung up on the word love but i don't think they realize what love actually is. Love is more than a feeling. Love is an action. Uh, people get to the point where they're like, well, I'm no longer in love with this per- person. We read, a, I forgot the name of the book, but the, um, the emphasis behind it was this guy, he came into uh, therapy and he was talking about how he's no longer in love with his wife. They're just like, okay, well, just love your wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, but I'm not in love with her. But they're just like, yeah, but love her. So love her. And all that by you doing the small things to continue to to kind of like refresh that love, doing all the actions and everything it takes to refresh that love. Mm-hmm. You can maintain being in love with your spouse. Yeah, definitely. It, it takes effort. You like a lot of people say, you know, you're not going to be in love every day that you're married. You know, you're not going to always like the person that you're married to. And that don't mean, oh, because I don't like you today. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. There's there are gonna be things that that person does that you don't necessarily like, you know. Yeah. But you have to talk it out and figure out what the common ground is to to keep together. 
you yeah. know, like Masa said, there's so much, everybody wants instant gratification. It's just like, oh, you don't make me happy today. It's been somebody in my DMs that, you yeah. know, is, is going to make me happy today. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, so that person makes you happy today. What about tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. And I think everybody's always seeking that greener grass, but yeah, that person, you know, your husband, your spouse currently might not be so community communicate how do you say that word? Mm-hmm. yeah that word <laughs> they might not be as great in communication but they're a provider and they do all these other things but they just have this one area that they have to work on so now you go seeking that from someone else but now this person is a bum like mm-hmm. but he's a great communicator and he's romantic but he's a bum Thank so now know. it's like what your 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 you know, the person who's been like giving you the benefits of all these different layers and you have this random person who comes in and focuses on one small aspect <laughs> yeah. and you're willing to throw away the entire foundation for the small one. For that one aspect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think like once you marry, you have to be open to working it out. Yeah. And even if you're not in love, like, you still care about this person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes in order for you to get back in love with somebody, it's like you have to keep doing what you was doing, you yeah. know, in order to, to to get back to that place. Yeah. And that's, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. This is like, we are firm believers in couples counseling and seeking help when you not waiting until like the arm is about to fall off before you go and go to the doctor. You, you're always working on yourself. You're always going to the doctor. You know, if you feel a little tingle in your fingers or something doesn't feel right, you do the same thing in your marriage and in your relationship. Seek counseling before it gets too bad. Like we're ever changing. Like if you're with somebody for more than a year, two years, three years, that person is not the same person that you fell in love with on day one. And they have okay. evolved. And it's very yeah. much okay. But mm-hmm. seek, even if you feel like you're going left and they're going right, seek help to help you guys come back into a focal point where you guys are working together. Because sometimes pe- people will grow faster than the other person or change, evolve faster than the other person will. But it's something that keeps you guys together. And all you have to do is find that piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say it's like, the same way we shouldn't wait until our teeth are rotten to go to the dentist is the same way you shouldn't wait until your marriage is failing before you actually seek counseling. That I know counseling has saved our marriage, like, and helped us become who we are today. Because I'm very, like, type A, very, everything is a big deal for me. And he's so... Like, what you tripping about? Everything is just me. <laughs> Everything is so chill. And I'm like, so it comes off to me sometimes like you don't care, you know? And like to learn his, the way he speaks and the way he expresses himself and him learning that, hey, I'm just loud. I'm just out here. It doesn't mean I'm trying to be rude because he's, you know, just like the Bible, he's very big on respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm very big on love me, love me as you speak see me, you know, see me for who I am. And like in us speaking those things out and actually seeing where the other person was coming from, we were able to actually come closer together because there's so many things in marriage that's going to try to pull you apart, but it's y'all against the world, not y'all against each other. Right. 
Yeah, and I think that when when women are wanting to ask men these questions, you know, this question of will you marry me, you need to take into account, just like Dee said, what exactly is it that you're, do you understand what you're asking for, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you may be ready for a marriage, but now you have an even bigger battle to fight because now this person has possibly agreed to marry you or y'all get married and he feel like he was forced into the situation. So now you're not getting what you feel like you should be getting out the situation. You're not getting his full 100% and you feel like you're giving everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you in a situation like that, like I definitely think go to therapy, but if he never wanted to get married from the get go, Therapy can't even save you. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Ooh, that was, ooh, that's a hard one, Crystal. <laughs> you might have some people mad, boy. I mean, they can be mad, but this is this is definitely me speaking from my own experience. Like, you know, like I said, it was a conversation between me and my ex-husband about us getting married, and he asked me. But later on, when we were having issues, he said... I said something to him about compromise and he said, well, I compromise for the marriage. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so with people like that, everything is going to always be your fault because yeah. in their mind, you forced their hand before yeah. getting married. So yeah. it's either going to be that they listen to you, they're like, okay, I'll give in and I'll get married. Or once the lady proposes, instead of being in a, just boyfriend and girlfriend for 10 years, they're going to be fiance and fiance for, <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> because it creates resentment like first you were resentful for not getting that ring now you've got this person that said yes now they're resentful to you because it just forced them to take it to them them to do something they were before Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah so it's it's a cycle and you have to be prepared for what comes with that question um and make the decision like if you do go ahead and ask that question and that I feel best case scenario that man is very honest with you and he tell you no yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I feel like that's best case scenario and if he tell you no that that's when you know it's time to walk away yes. you know because he done he done said no what we still together for yeah <laughs> But I feel like that's why a lot of men don't say no. And then women, we have the audacity to do it in the most public. Girl, <laughs> you're not about to embarrass me. <laughs> like, it's like one of them things where they be like break up in public so that the person doesn't act crazy. Yeah. It's like that. Like, <laughs> sis, why are we doing this right now? Why are we doing this at the state fair? In yeah. the middle of the pretzel ground, like, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people I've seen doing this, like, so they're already, you can tell like sometimes the guy doesn't want to be in a relationship, but he doesn't want to tell the lady that he doesn't want to be in a relationship. I think I think sometimes the women, they can pick up on that as well. So instead of doing that in private where he could see like, he could say like, well, to be honest, I've been trying to find a way to break it off the last year or so. I think they feel like if they do it in public, they won't get that rejection. Exactly. <laughs> their, their feelings are going to be spared. I'm just saying, look, it's just like we're talking about mental health. Is, I mean, 
it's real. real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks be trying to spare themselves. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's human nature, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate that um that I think women have felt that they've had to to take this move, you know, to ask men to marry them because I do like it's something as a woman, I feel like it's something special for a man to ask you, like not you forced him to, you know, see what type of engagement he comes up with. If it's going to be a super nice one or depending on how y'all relationship is, is it going to be simple? Because that's the kind of life y'all live, you know, but just to even think about the effort or thought that would go into his proposal to make you feel special and wanted. It's just like, why would you want that feeling taken away? Yeah. But I think that that society has taught women that, oh, you need to take the lead because, you know, like I hate this when women call like their their spouses or their boyfriends like, like a little boy or like, oh, he's just like when they have kids, she's like, I got three kids and she's including her husband. Like it's that disrespect line mm-hmm. that has almost made this stuff okay too. Because it's like, I'm gonna show you what you're supposed to do. I'm gonna, I gotta do everything else. Let me let me add this to my plate. It's mm-hmm. almost one of that type, those type of behaviors that's yeah. kind of embedded into women. Yeah, because you um you know Erica Mena from Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. He's married to Safari from Love and Hip Hop. And I guess they separated or whatever the case. And she posted their son like laying in her bed. And she's like, now I got a real man in my bed. And it's just like, girl, a man. Uh, like, and don't be putting all that pressure on that baby. Right. You knew, you knew what you were getting into with Safari from the very beginning. Like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. Like, he was with Nicki Minaj for how long? And they never got married? Like, he's he's childish. <laughs> what did you he's, expect? He's childish, but she's also a hothead. So it's like, I feel like a lot of times with people like them two, you get one side of the story, which is, all, which is always the louder story. And she's very loud. Mm-hmm. So you're getting her perspective the majority of the time. And he's just kind of throwing it to the wayside because... He knows most of it is probably BS. Like, yeah. like, and I'm not about to play into her BS and give people more fuel, which he does sometimes. But yeah. I think a lot of it is, it's just her over emotion just kind of going into play. And don't get me wrong, I'm not taking Safari side because he's crazy. Like, that's insane. <laughs> Some of the stuff that they go through. But, you know, he don't know nothing about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's so. <laughs> not into like pop culture at all like but I get what you're saying yeah I just just don't like anything that I feel like can even remotely make our people look bad this is true like I do find myself watching some things and just being like now why y'all gotta act like this on national television (laughs) (laughs) exactly I'm sitting there like, ooh, what we doing next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I, I be wondering why people got to make us look bad, but in the same token, still be watching every week. Like, yes. we're 
mean, I just, I love the drama, but just as long as it's not in my real not life. As long as like, it's not my drama. <laughs> it's, not, it's not in my real life and it's not in any vicinity of me. Mm-hmm. I, I watch them. Ooh, they make good TV. It do. It, that's why they on TV. <laughs> they getting them ratings. <laughs> but I do definitely think that regardless of what amount of time a woman has spent with the man, if the I, I feel like if you've been with someone long enough, I feel like I think all couples need to like re-engage and just see where they are in their relationship and maybe if you find yourself like just dating someone for a period of time where you feel like y'all should have moved to the next step it's just like maybe you do need to have that check-in and just be like hey you know we've been together x amount of time you know where do you see us in in two years you know what i'm saying Maybe that'll put it on his mind to be like, okay, I need to start making some moves. You know, allow him to still take that step and be like, let me ask. But I feel like putting the pressure on on a man to make that question or giving them an ultimatum is also it'll get you what you want for right now. But it may not. It may not get you that longevity that you anticipate from it. My thing is, it's like. uh, I guess it's frowned upon, but I'm the type of person that on uh, I think when we first start dating, I laid out my intentions for everything, like just just out there and open. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not on the same page with that now, I don't see the chances of us getting on the same page with that in the near future. So if that's the case, I mean it's no hard feelings, but there's no need for us to waste each other's time. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think it's conversations that need to be had in the beginning, like do you want to be married? You know, do you yeah. see yourself having children? Like those are conversations to be had in the beginning for you sure. You see yourself changing your name when you get married. Yeah, it took me a while. <laughs> and he made it very clear if he knew that from the beginning, he would have never he wouldn't have married me at the time he did. It's it's small stuff people have to talk about. Yeah. Some stuff isn't more important to I feel like I think for me the only reason why it was so hard for me was because you know we I I when we got married, we moved to Germany. And I had to get rid of my job. I had to change my entire life. So holding on to my last name was like the one thing that I felt like was mine, even though I don't really care, I don't care about it. But yeah. for some reason, it was like that one thing I was like, I still get to be Masa, you mm-hmm. know, by holding on to the Carmel, which like I could care less. And, but, you see, and that's what I was saying earlier about, I believe in pity when it's for a good cause. <laughs> we were at it. Cause we were at a, we were at the hospital and she had, had surgery, and the the doctor sent somebody out and they came out, Mr. Carmel. And so I just said, <laughs> so so he said it like three times and then uh, went back in and told her that there was nobody out there by that by that name. You know? But they're not. I, I don't get it. There's it ain't no Mr. Carmel out here. Yeah, Mr. Carmel. But I'm a Patrick now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and that's something that, you know, I, I don't think that's something every couple goes through, but I do think it's something that, you know, women possibly battle because when I got married and even now, I'm still kind of just like, 
I don't necessarily know if I want to change my last name mm-hmm. um, because it's the person I've been identified with the majority for all of my life. Yeah. No, minus the time that I was married and I've been a cotton longer than I've been a brown. Yeah. <laughs> that's, cotton. That's, that's completely understandable. My thing, I always tell people, it's just be, if you're open with it in the beginning, you'd be surprised about how many other people would be like, eh, that's no big deal. Yeah. But yeah. If we talk about something, we say we're doing it. Yeah. And then once we get married, you decide to veer off. Oh, no. That's, yeah, that's different. Yeah. That's what I did, y'all. <laughs> but every, every every man I've dated for the most part has been like if we get married it's my last name or nothing <laughs> it's, it, I think it's I mean it's a, like I don't want to say a pride thing but they, they're, they're proud for you to hold on to their last name I think for me it was once that situation happened yeah. with the hospital and then us having kids I'm like oh no like she I was can't. only she was so she was about to be the only one in our family with her last name. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why, like, Hispanic people would just, everybody get both. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got these problems. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it all comes down to pretty much, well, I mean, we're laughing, but it all comes down to communication, you know, mm. communicating about your intentions with people from the very beginning. Like, exactly. just be honest. And I, and, I, and I know a lot of people don't feel like being honest works, but it really does because it eliminates a lot of situations that might come up later. Mm-hmm. If you're just honest and hear people from the very beginning. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that is one of the issues that people encounter is you hear what you want to hear. You know, a man could probably be giving you all the reasons why right now is not a good time to get married, but you so focused on, I want to be married, I want to be married, that you're not hearing what he's saying. Um, And that's something to take into consideration too. And and ask yourself, like, why is it that I want to be married and he don't? Mm -hmm. Very true. That's good. Yep. So dropping these gems. (laughs) You know, sometimes it, it takes me like getting into the conversation to, to really start digging in the bag, you know, and be like, okay, well, <laughs> but I definitely appreciate y'all coming on to have this conversation. Do y'all have any final words y'all like to say before we get out of here? Um, we really appreciate you for inviting us on. We are authors. So you should check out our children's book, um, I Am Cool, But You're the Coolest. It's just a book of affirmations for kids, especially in this time of COVID and talking about mental health and stuff. So check it out. It's on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble. Yes. So y'all go ahead, get the book. D, you got something? Oh, I was going to say just thank you for having us on. It was uh, actually good to have a conversation with you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate y'all coming on the show and just sharing y'all perspective and especially giving a man's take on the situation as well. I think it's important, like in a conversation like this, to get both sides, a woman and a male perspective. Um, So it's not just women being like, no, girl, you need to wait. You know, like you still get that male perspective, the the cooler heads prevail in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yes, for sure. (laughs) You know, I I honestly, for the most part, I will say the guests that I have on the show are 
people I would definitely ask to come on the show again. So y'all are definitely like this conversation flows so well. So y'all are definitely welcome to come back. And next time I come up with another topic that I want y'all to talk about, I'm hitting y'all up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, would you guys like to let everybody know where they can follow y'all at on social media? Yeah, um, I am at on Instagram, Moxa Juliet. And that's about it. And our website is www.generationpatrick.com. Nice. And I'm, so, social media, I'm not really exactly. social media savvy, but I, I do have a Facebook. I don't know if people still uh, give out Facebooks anymore. But yeah, give out Facebook. So, I'm, at, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Demisoner, uh, Frog Patrick. Okay, okay. So y'all follow them, get that book. I think it's super dope to be able to have those types of conversations with your children to instill that self-love in them early on. Uh, so get the book. Y'all can follow me on social media at Kiking with Coco on all platforms. And then there is my website in the event you just want to you know, see what our episodes are out there. You can find those on the website. Um, you want to buy shot glass, those on the website. Um, and as I mentioned before, my I'm Black 25 8 t-shirts will be relaunched shortly. So be on the lookout for that. And so until next time, bye. Bye.